0: and welcome to the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Kelly. And today on the podcast, we are welcoming Illinois Realtor Mabel Guzman, the president of the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals in the DuPage chapter. Mabel, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And today we are also welcoming Realtor Luigi Corral, the president of the North Shore Barrington Association of Realtors. Uh, Luigi, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me here. It is uh, an honor to be here in this podcast. Thank you.
0: Man, an honor. Look at that. We're we're moving up (laughs) in the world. (laughs) Well, Luigi, uh, why don't you tell us a a little bit about yourself for somebody who might not know who you are?
1: Sure, sure. Um, well, my name is Luigi Corral, you guys know. I, um, I was born in Ecuador, um, came here when I was um, 17 years old, 30-some years ago. And I became a realtor about uh, 17 years ago. I've been a broker owner, Remax broker owner, for uh, 15 years. So um, I own I two um, uh, Remax offices here in the suburbs of Chicago and also a title company. Um, I've been um, the top 250 NAREP since 2012. Uh, two years ago, I was the number one uh, realtor in the country, a Hispanic realtor in the country for the REMAX network. And this year, um, the first uh, Latino president of the North Shore uh, Bearing Station, of Realtors in 104 years. So it has been
0: a ride. It has been a ride. <laughs> it's, it it's been a ride. It sounds like it. What a year! Yeah, man, oh man, it's been a ride. My Belle, there's a lot of people that know who you are in the realtor family <laughs> here in Illinois. Um, you've been an outspoken and effective ag- advocate for the pri- rights of private property owners and uh, realtors on the local, state, and national stages. So, um, but you, you know, if somebody out there doesn't know you, you know, they just became a realtor yesterday um, or something like that. Uh, could you tell uh, a little? bit bit about yourself to everybody who's listening
2: sure um so i am a realtor in uh, chicago Chicago land area and i've been doing this will uh, hit my anniversary of 26 years november 11th wow so, congratulations yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, i wouldn't say an no O.G., gee but i would say i've been around a little bit <laughs> and uh, as far as <laughs> yeah so as far as my volunteer role uh, honestly, it really started at Women's Council Realtors, which I say in the Chicago Network, which I have to say is where I always say those are where I established my leadership roots, where I actually learned, you know, and when you don't have staff support or anything like that, when you move into an association, which is amazing that you have staff, <laughs> you know, when you're at the one of these great organizations, whether it's WCR, ARIA, uh, NAREP, DREB, Uh, the Alliance, or like I am at NARF, you know, you value staff so much because you're actually doing a lot of these things on your own (laughs) getting (laughs) events together. So that's why I started my leadership roots. And then essentially I went to uh, Chicago association realtors was on the board. And then i be, I was the president of the association. I was the second Latina to be president for Chicago association realtors. Um, uh, I I like that because the thing is that we are a very diverse board. Um, I like one day that we'll never have to say it, you know, like keep repeating it, that it really comes in more like this is the expectation that all of us are welcome, doesn't matter what your background is, and that we can stop saying the first, the second, the, that kind of stuff. So, and with Illinois Realtors, I was on the board. I've, and then for NAR, I've done a bunch of stuff, done a little bit of stuff, right? <laughs> I've been like, uh, Vice President of Association Affairs, I've been a liaison for Global Council, um, also a liaison to Brazil, as well as um, been chair, uh, vice uh, chair of Conventional Finance Policy Committee. Uh, Most recently, I'm the immediate past chair for the Insurance Committee, and now, I uh, my next year, I'm going to be vice chair of consumer communications. So, yeah, I've done something.
3: So, can you speak a little bit more about how you became involved with the local, state, and national uh, realtor associations and trade associations like NARA? Uh, did you have to establish
2: yourself in the business before you could make that step, or did you jump right in? You know, that's a great question, and I have to say somebody asked me. You know, I remember receiving... Back in the day, we used to receive flyers from our association about all these different things going on. And I noticed an NARA flyer, and I thought it was really fascinating. And I wanted to know a little more. So then people like Gaspar Flores told me about it, Um, Mauricio uh, Sanchez, who is actually a past president. And I believe that Gaspar was the founding president as well, Jeannie Birch. And Alex DeParo were the ones that really introduced me to it. So I started attending some of the events, and I was on the... um, NAREP for Chicago, which at the time there was only one chapter. We now have three chapters in Illinois, NAREP DuPage, and then also Lake County. And we're looking at potentially having um, something out in Aurora in Fox Valley. So that's like the next one. Uh, So I learned about it and I got involved and I was on the board and I just thought this is, you know, this is fascinating because number one, you know, there's a place where I see people like me. And also we talk about the issues that um, really are in our community with regards to access to credit, um, immigration, which is another thing that's very important to us, but moreover, homeownership, which is a huge deal. Um, because like my parents who migrated to the United States in 1967, uh, they worked hard. I remember we lived in one bedroom apartments. I remember my bedroom was the dining room while they had the bedroom. So, you know, they saved up money for six years. And in six years they bought their first property. Uh, so, which is really fantastic, right? Because when you figure that that immigrant story, it's really about establishing yourself here. right? And home ownership is the one way to do it because it is um, a wealth builder. Mm. It totally is, right? It gives your family stability. But I mean, we already know that for children, uh, they do better in school because of the fact that they have a solid place to be in. And for Latinos, specifically Hispanos, it's a big deal. Education is a big deal for us, but moreover having roots, right? Roots for our family.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And uh, Luigi, what about you? So, so I think I jumped, I
1: jumped right right in. I think was, you know, information and and knowledge is very important. So the first thing I I did when I became a realtor is looking for associations that I can relate to and maybe, you know, participate learn and, and help right volunteering has always been part of uh, uh what i do and you know it, it worked out pretty pretty well you know i um i encounter and i met a lot of high caliber individuals and and very smart people and and i've been associated with them and as they say you know you are who you hang up with you know and that's basically um my story with uh, with association so um i've been volunteers i've been a president of Arab also uh, 10 years ago i was president for two years I've been in committees in, in uh, directors and a lot of things. I tried to stop being a volunteer a few years ago. I just couldn't do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And kind of on that, Luigi, uh, what interested you in becoming a leader and stepping up and getting involved and volunteering and and doing all these things?
1: So, so to tell the truth, I wasn't really uh, looking to be a leader. I was uh, fine serving on the board and and bringing my ideas and and understanding and understanding uh, but uh, other leaders, they ignite me, they push me to um, to move forward. And said, look, Luigi, you know, you should be a president. You should do this. You should do that. And and I was really, you know, in my horizon or on my um, plans to be, you know, a president of any organization. And I'm just happy that that happened. And. Um, and yeah, it's, it was other people who ignite me to to push me, and and, and I start seeing um, you know, that that's something that I want to do.
0: Mabel, talk to me a little bit um, about your involvement, uh, and how has your involvement and growth changed over time? Uh, do you see kind of an overlap between the work you've done with all the organizations like NAREP, NAR, uh, and Illinois Realtors?
2: You know, what's really great is that there is a little bit of overlap, I have to say. Um, on advocacy, there's some divergent points, but for the most part, we all believe in private property rights, Mm. number one. Secondly, we all believe in affordable housing, right? That's been a a big deal, I think, for all of us, or workforce housing or whatever you want to call it. Um, Moreover, access to credit is also a big thing. I mean, that goes across the board. So those are some of the things that we can get behind. And then on top of that, for us, I mean, if we're looking at one particular advocacy piece, it's really macroeconomic issues. And for us, that is Immigration, right? Because we're looking at a labor force that in the United States you actually need migrants. You need immigration, yeah. Um, and we definitely do need reform, but we we need migrants coming in because by the, because of the fact we still have nine million vacancies in the U.S. Yeah, I know you're going to restaurants, you're going to stores, and you're like, where is where are the people, right? Well, we need to look at status of those that are coming here so that they can get to work right away and establish themselves instead right. of. You know, the process is really messed up, as I I say. I usually use a more colorful word, (laughs) but I know this is a PG program, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, And moreover, we see the potential of Latinos in the U.S. more specifically. There's 64 million of us. In Illinois, there's 2.3 million, Hmm. so we're 18% of the population overall. And our home ownership rate in the United States is 48.6%. But interestingly enough, in Illinois, it's a lot better. It's 57.5%. Wow. So we're participating at a higher rate here in Illinois. Illinois is good for Latinos. Yeah, so really good that the numbers are higher than the
0: national average. But, of course, we always want to see more. <laughs> we always want to see that number Absolutely. go Absolutely. The gap
2: is still wide. It's like 20 points. So yeah. you, we
0: got to close that gap. Yeah, got to close that gap. So you, you mentioned there about, um, obviously, immigration being a top priority there of NAREP in terms of policy issues. Um, are there any others that are kind of like, if, if that's the top, are there any other like uh, 1A, 1B type things, any other policy issues? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh- Inventory.
2: <laughs> which is a crowd the, the for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, and yeah, so we have that in there, like inventory, we do mention bills, very similar bills as NAR mentions, and especially at the local level that we you know, we ask and we have actually government affairs directors on our board. Oh, so we are following a similar pattern It's a volunteer. And they form a committee, and they always, you know, ask their committee members, "Hey, participate at a local council meeting. If a congressman is having meeting, go participate." You know, we give them talking points so that they can talk about our issues, but more specifically, especially at the local level, about inventory. Mm. You know, if they're doing some sort of, you know, change to their zoning, is this zoning actually going to hurt the increase of the inventory and creation of housing, or is it going to help? So we always you know, ask our members to attend these council meetings because their voice is important, especially from, you know, we're all small business owners. Yes. We actually want to make sure that it's a robust economy and we're all participating in it. And the only way that's going to happen is if we actually use our voice. And advocacy is a big thing for us as well. And by using our voice, we know that we can shape these communities in a way that is going to be pro-private property rights, you know, pro-good zoning, and actually excellent for small businesses, which, by the way, our share of uh, small businesses in Illinois, I think, is like around 18% as well. So, and our, we're actually one of the markets and one of the cohorts, as they like to say, that is fastest growing established bank small businesses in the state of Illinois.
3: And, Luigi, how about you?
1: I think the huge thing, and this is nationally, is the wealth gap. Hmm. Uh, as you see, the Hispanics in, in, in a few more years, we're going to be the majority in this country. However, uh, home ownership is not there. Mm-hmm. and homeownership is what creates wealth in this nation and we don't want to be a nation that in the future is, we're poor because their people they, you know the majority people they don't own a uh, real estate and and you know and understanding how the uh hispanic families um work and 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 relate and, and participate in the economy it, it is a little bit different than, than other people perhaps just to give you an example right uh, a lot of uh, a lot of folks they don't um they don't really get credit cards or they use a lot of cash uh they don't like debt and and I think a little bit more information about how to do that and and because of that, like the credit bureaus for example when you when they trying to buy a house. The, you know it doesn't reflect what they really do what they who they really are because the algorithms that are being used for that they don't reflect their lifestyle right mm. so that's something that arab national actually uh, has been focusing in with with fha and with HUD, trying to see if we can they can get these credit bureaus to understand a little bit more about how these communities work and 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 help them to achieve the, the dream of uh, being, becoming a home homeowner absolutely so that's I think that's the most important issue right now is that world gap and how we get them with this with this uh, uh part of the uh of the country uh, This demographic tremendously growing
0: yeah and there's, uh, there's a great uh, opportunity for synergy there isn't it when the national trend and the local trend can meet up and so you get kind of this synergistic way of having to uh, try to find solutions for um those issues so uh, are there like is there progress that actually is being made in those areas as far as you can tell I think it's, it has, but as, as you know, in banking and everything, everything goes very slowly, yeah.
1: right? <laughs> uh, a a program needs to be underwriting. There's a lot of red flags. So everything goes super slowly when we need when we credit and, and all that. And, and and I think there's the ideas are there. I, the government understand that it's happening. I think a lot of other... Uh, uh, bigger companies understand also that, but with the same token, for example, I think there's 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 uh, big corporations that have understand that this gap exists, and and then they're buying real estate themselves because they're going to have a huge amount of, of tenants that that you know will not be able to buy, you know, or you know if these things don't change quickly. So it is uh, alarming for a lot of people, you know, sometimes we, you know, we don't go on a day to day, day, but, uh, uh, you know, we know these things are happening and and something needs to be done. Right.
3: And so let's talk about the home ownership rate for Hispanics, uh, Latinos in Illinois. Um, And you kind of touched on this a little earlier, but what is your take on the effect that has on the economy?
1: Well, you know the um, the the uh, GDP of the Latino here in the United States is tremendous. It's bigger than Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have a tremendous amount of uh, purchasing power, and 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 it needs to be properly channelized, and you know, to, so the economy can benefit from that.
2: Absolutely, you know, we look nationally that it's like. It's like it adds job growth, right? Mm-hmm. We know that for every purchase, it's like two jobs in the state of Illinois. I know that they did a study, and it's like seventeen thousand dollars, you know, directly and indirectly goes into the local economy for every home that's purchased. So if you think about participation rates, right, from everybody into homeownership, that is actually growing your economy. And imagine that seventeen thousand dollars, right, into your local economy—that is amazing. That is like paint furniture. You know, that is like buying that toilet seat. I mean, it's like all those little things that you do to actually prepare your home for moving in, including paying movers. I mean, that's like other employees and other services that you're paying for that keep the economy moving, puts money into people's pockets, which then those people actually can save money and then buy homes as well.
0: When it comes to NAREP, um, is it easy or difficult uh, to build consensus when it comes to representing people with lineages from literally all over the world, Europe, Central America, South America, the Caribbean islands? Um, You know, what's it like, like kind of making a consensus among all those groups of people in that one organization?
2: That is a fantastic question. I'm so glad you asked it. I really am. My mother, when I was a little girl, she said, you know, um, Latinos, because we're, you know, she's like, it could be one way, like una, un de cangrejos, like uh, a pot filled with crabs. And when you take the lid off, they just like go their separate ways. Mm. The thing is that we're finding within our, we have amazing unity. Yeah. Um, number one, because the thing is that we coalesce around issues that actually are important to us as a people, right? Based on our values. And that is homeownership is one of those things. Our access to credit. We love to start businesses. All of it, right? It really is part of that, that thing, that glue that brings us together. So with that question, I got to say, we're unified, you know, that because of those issues that we really come together. Moreover, my mother raised me in a way that she said, you know, we are very diverse people. We're not just only Latinos or Hispanos. The thing is that our backgrounds are also Asian it is black, it is white, it is Mestizo, it is everything. To me, she goes, we are made of the cosmos, right? So there's a little bit of everything in us. And so we have to be accepting of all people. And, you know, so that's my mindset and that's from my mom. So, but when I was at Latitude, which is the recent conference that I was at for NARF, and that was in Miami, you know, somebody else mentioned the same thing. And I thought, and it was Esai Morales, who is an actor, who is an actor and he's been in like a bunch of stuff. I had a big crush when I was a kid on oh, him yes. and everything. So he still <laughs> looks amazing. I just want to say looks amazing. And he said the same thing that we're so diverse, you know, we're African, we're Spaniard, we're white, we're, you know, Asian, we're all these things. And so we're finding unity in our voice because of these common, you know, common things that we haven't, that we have, especially when it comes to homeowners stuff and also the migrant story. Yep. Because there's so many stories, and they're all about we came here to do better, to be better, and to give our children a better opportunity.
1: Well, you know, the Latino they comes from different parts, right? You have Latino; that are from South America, Central American, from you know, from Puerto Rico, from Dominican. All colors, all races, and and even though we we share a lot of the same culture, we also very different, you know. Um, and and uh, there's of course, as we say, consensus. There's there's a lot of common ground. But uh, there's also uh difference with food, religion sometimes. I mean, everything. Right. So um, they, they think that, that uh, you know, food and, you know, some of the cultures are similar, but because well, the language is easier. But of course, as you said, you know, there, it's not it's not that easy for everybody to be in the same, uh, you know, in the same boat, I would say, you know, <laughs>
0: And, you know, in that, obviously what we love here at Illinois Realtors is when we celebrate uh, Heritage Months uh, throughout the year, it is, of course, over the entire overarching idea that Diversity makes us stronger and that it is the diversity of, of the country, of the state, of our communities that makes us stronger um, in every possible way. So as we look and close out Hispanic Heritage Month, can you tell me a little bit, what does that mean to you, Hispanic Heritage Month? And, and maybe how is your thinking of it evolved, um, you know, over time, maybe uh, like in like the last 10 years or so. Um, but what does Hispanic Heritage Month mean to you?
1: So, so for me, it's very special, and, it's, and what it means to me is an opportunity for companies, for uh, corporations, for the government to see what is happening with this community, and maybe you know, with the eyes here and the news, understand some of the challenges that we have, and how this community needs a little bit more help, so we can help the country grow in in a in a more healthy and financial way right yeah so that's what it means to me i mean i don't i don't think you know when you know when we celebrate everybody everybody needs to be celebrated but i think in my in my opinion this month should be used to to understand um this community and and the impact that it has in in the economy and how we can make sure that that the country is healthy in the future by making sure that this community, which is going to be the largest portion of the country, is also healthy financially, economically, and, and with education and everything else.
3: And so lastly, before we wrap up the podcast, um, what issues take up most of your time and energy as president of NASBAR? Uh, is it different than it was during your time as a local chapter leader for NARA? Um, are you seeing progress in issues like home ownership? Well, you know,
1: the, the association that I'm president the association has the more uh, wealthy, uh, the more Luxury transactions in in Chicagoland, but I also also has uh, minorities in it, right? Uh, it's an association which is maybe older, and uh, the challenges that I've ha- that that I've had uh, hasn't been, I will say, that nothing crazy. What we're trying to do in the association is bringing the young, you know, the younger realtors, the new the new uh, generations that are that are the future. To get involved with us to understand what is what is how important is to be involved with the communities how important is to you become a leader and make sure that you educate other realtors that empower your community of realtors your family of realtors so they can serve the, the the everybody better Right. So that's what is my job this year is making sure that that engagement is there with the younger uh, realtors with the future. So we can this, this association can keep growing and be healthy as well.
3: And Mabel, how about you? What issues take up most of your time at, and, and energy as the leader of NARA, the DuPage County? Um, and overall, are you seeing any progress in
2: issues like homeownership? Yeah, the things that really take up our time is, you know, um education of our membership, also education of realtors at large, letting them know that we're here. Number one, that we exist. Moreover, you don't have to be Latino to join NAREP. And it's a $49 membership, by the way. There's also platinum membership that gives you benefits and then connects you through a network for especially on referrals. That one's two ninety-nine. But on, you know, a basic membership for $49. Bucks, and also we're not gatekeepers because you can go to NAREP.org. And that's the national website, and you can find all the publications with regards to the state of Hispanic home ownership report. You don't have to log in. You don't have to do any of that. Anybody that is in the public can go directly there and you can grab all those publications, including the whole, you know, the Hispanic Wealth Project, which recently just uh, released a more updated version as well of our participation in, in, you know, not only in home ownership, but also how, is, how are we doing on generationally with regards to wealth, which is also a big thing, right? I mean, recently I have to say, um, and I digressed on this, but I'll get back to it. My son brought a home in 2021, and I was able to give him money for a down payment, right? He had a down payment, but I said, keep it because you're going to have to do some stuff. You know, things happen. And that is generational wealth, when you're able to actually help your children right, in a way to get this asset which is going to be the most uh, really the largest single investment that they're going to make at any point in time and you can help them you're passing wealth onto them so that they can then do the same thing for their children so whether it's a business whether it's cash assets whether it's stocks and those are things that we pass down to our children then we've established generational wealth was um, hugely important and then back to nara that's the thing that we also discuss, right where generational wealth is important, where we have a responsibility to our community to be successful so that we can pass on that generational wealth. We have these principles called the ten principles. And one of them is to be, you know, savvy about your investments. Also to be politically savvy, to give back to your community, um, to spend time with your family and to value them. So these principles are really quite amazing because it really it's about like little rules for life, right? Invest 20% into real estate and stocks. You know, uh, don't live ab- ab- uh, you know above your means. So these are, are really simple principles that anybody can apply and those are the things that we lean into when we do educational events and when we talk about NAREP. It's about these 10 principles that really anyone, whether you're Latino or not, can use that if you apply them every day, you're going to see successes not only for yourself, but for your family, your community, and for your country.
0: Well, man, two amazing people here talking about stuff that, um, you know, I am smarter and I am better for being able to hear it. So I just want to personally thank you, uh, Luigi Corral, for coming on uh, to the podcast today and sharing your expertise and sharing your perspective on uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. Thank you once again for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me here. It is, again, an honor to be part of this podcast, and um, I wish you guys the best.
0: Oh, my goodness. This has been so Awesome. Getting to talk to you. You've got so many amazing ideas and and perspectives. I'm so glad that our audience got to hear them today. Um, And you know what? Free invitation. Come back whenever you want, okay? But just thank you so much for being here today.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. And it's really an honor, especially, you know, now in a Hispanic Heritage Month. Exactly. So thank well, you. I'll come back
0: on non- Hispanic
2: Heritage part hey, 2 and talk. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: all this stuff, man, we can talk about this at any point. So thank you once again. And, of course, thank you, all of our listeners, for joining us on the latest episode of Illinois Realtors Weekly. As always, give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice.
3: And if you want any more content, simply search for Illinois Realtors on your favorite social media. We'll see you next week.